0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Shona Elliott about employee trust, relationships, engagement, and authentic leadership during pandemic response. Jonah Elliott, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: I'm so excited to talk with you today. Uh, You you have such a fascinating background uh, and experience, uh, and and it's gonna be a pleasure to talk to you about various elements related to leadership and trust and Mm -hmm. and helping to create a positive um, environment for employee engagement within uh, companies. As we get started, I want to just share with the listeners a brief uh, introduction to Shona. Shona Elliott is an experienced senior leader who's passionate about helping other senior leaders connect and engage with their greatest assets, their employees, for the purposes of increasing employee retention, employee engagement, and achieving an organization's strategic goals. As a previous uh, CEO with 15 years of senior leadership leadership experience, including pandemic planning, uh, occupational health and safety and operations, Shona understands the many challenges and competing priorities of busy executives. Having been in their shoes designing and success- successfully implementing her organization's strategic plans, she recognized and uh, harnessed the power of employee engagement to achieve her company's goals. Throughout her 15 years as se- as a senior leader, both in the healthcare and, for not, uh, and the for-profit organizations in Canada and the United States, Shona has Proven has a proven track record helping organizations emerging from crisis achieve cultural renewal with a people-centered focus through connections with leaders and frontline employees. Shona has led an organization through the process to achieve two top 100 employer uh, designations. Shona has extensive experience in strategic planning, transformational leadership, organizational development, and quality management. Uh, previously, she worked and lived in uh, southwestern Ontario, Canada, where she obtained her Bachelor of Science uh, honors degree in biochemistry. Shona also holds an MBA from NYIT, an advanced program certificate uh, in a human resource management from the University of Toronto and obtained her certification as an ISO 9000 auditor. She now lives with her family in Edmond, Oklahoma. Sh- uh, Shona is an avid golfer, having uh, golf six out of the seven continents. In addition, she is a novice biohacker, a cautious, uh, cautious skier, a world traveler, as well as a food and cooking enthusiast. Uh, what a fascinating both educational and professional background, Shona, uh, and it is such a wonderful privilege to have the chance to chat with you today. Welcome. Oh,
1: that's my honor. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Um Anything that you would like to add before we kind of jump on into the discussion?
1: Uh, I think maybe the only thing I can add is just kind of the what's been transpiring uh, as we all kind of live our own life experiences uh, through COVID. Uh, my book was uh, published uh, on Amazon March 12th as exactly as <laughs> coronavirus was emerging. Uh, And I moved into like the homeschooling uh, world with my four and a half year old as most parents have. And I didn't really get a chance to uh, launch my business per se. Uh, That was the next step uh, as once my book was published. And I've been able to kind of do things here and there with it. And it's been a real blessing because a lot of the things I hadn't really focused on uh, specifically in my book uh, around my pandemic planning experience and my experience uh, largely uh, helping organizations as they emerge from crisis, uh, rebuild their cultures. Uh, that is exactly what we're in at this moment. And I hadn't really pieced that all together until we've gone through uh, COVID. So uh, that really is my focus as we move forward uh, in the next few months. I've been able to do things here and there uh, with some folks that have reached out to me. And that's really helped me uh, kind of put together what my offering will be as we go forward. Most of my career has been in one way or the other, not by design, uh, but landing myself into these crazy, challenging, dysfunctional cultures and organizations and being the senior leader responsible for navigating uh, <laughs> the organization's way out. Uh, and Every job I took seemed to land me into even more of a challenging situation. Never ever known, it's always by surprise. So that's been really helpful uh, in the last uh, month or two as I've gotten a few phone calls uh, in regards to organizations needing some support. Uh, and certainly that'll be um, what I focus on. It's what I love to do. I kind of get some passion from that and joy uh, in regards to those tricky situations. Uh, so, I'm happy to do that, and that hadn't been really a focus uh, of my book, although there are stories in there that speak to it, but coronavirus really has helped me piece that together and it's really helped me understand um, the different approaches uh, of pandemic planning. So I had pandemic planning in my portfolio for, I want to say, 12, 13 years, almost 15 maybe, one way or the other in the Canadian healthcare system, and uh, our is a few hours. Down the road from Toronto, when SARS hit back in 203 or 03. and there were so many lessons learned around decision making, around stockpiling of personal protective equipment, uh, response teams, communication, visitor restrictions in hospitals, the ethics behind that. Uh, and you know, certainly we weren't prepared. Uh, we got more prepared. And Ontario healthcare system is a bit different than here in Oklahoma, where I'm currently uh, residing. Uh, and, you know, we're more coordinated, uh, which is a good thing. And uh, seeing the difference in how in the U.S. it's been more of a every physician, every hospital, every provider kind of for themselves uh, in terms of the preparation. So that's been a marked difference. And uh, I was quite surprised by that. So focusing a little bit on the lessons learned from my experience Ontario around the decisions around budgets for personal protective equipment and those stockpiles and, and how do you communicate with staff and how do you respond appropriately? It's been fascinating the last few months to really kind of focus on it. I had totally forgotten about my pandemic planning experience. <laughs> uh, when I wrote the book, I didn't think twice about it. And I've, I've been responsible through almost every position I've had for that element and for outreach and health and safety. So uh, that was the universe's uh, blessing for me to kind of point that out uh, and to kind of focus on that as well as emerging from crisis. So, a few things I need to kind of type my bio with uh, as we move forward.
0: Yeah, well, that's really great, and I I love again your background biochemistry. What a, a great and timely background. Your pandemic response experience, as well as your executive leadership experience uh, across these different realms. I mean, I mean, it's so timely, and I and I suspect um, you'll be kept very busy moving into the future. Um, so, congratulations on the book and and uh, And I look forward to chatting you know about how some of these um, issues um, the current pandemic and, and coronavirus crisis how how it's impacting employers and how leaders can can step forward to uh, help uh, their organizations and their employees to thrive in this environment um, as we think about organizations generally, but now particularly within the pandemic context, are there a couple traits that you would see particularly important uh, for organizational leaders to be fostering during a crisis?
1: Yeah, I think as you're in the crisis, I think that looks a a bit different than emerging from crisis. Uh, In my experience in the crisis, um, transparent, timely, if not over-communication is, is key. I think absent of communication from leaders, uh, rumors and the grapevine uh, really becomes uh, in play. And it's tough with senior leaders. You think you're communicating, you may send it an email or even do a video uh, and you think you're hitting the targets and then the reality is perhaps that you're not. So really having vehicles in place to assess Uh, If your communication is heard and how effective that communication is in time of crisis, I think it is critical. Uh, Second is really around the whole empathy piece, showing your human side, especially right now, and allowing your employees to share their human side with you and finding venues where those exchanges can occur, I think is really critical. Uh, senior leaders, myself included, feel like you have to wear this kind of suit of armor, especially in time of crisis, that you're it. You're, you know, the whole organization is depending on you and you have to be tough and strong. And some of those elements are true, and yet we're all humans. And being able to share how this experience is impacting you as a human and acknowledging that human impact in your employees, I think is so helpful. Uh, in a time of crisis. So I think those are the few things that, few traits that senior leaders or all leaders uh, should be doing as they are in a crisis. And then emerging from a crisis, I think looks a little bit different. I believe those traits are important as well. But depending on how that crisis has impacted your organization, I think there is some, Things senior leaders need to do. And I think they need to really assess what's happening in an organization um, from a reality perspective, not from a polished report from your directors or VPs. I think you need to kind of get out of the office or out of the boardroom. And as challenging as it may be, you need to be, in my personal experience uh, and professional experience, you need to be on the front lines and you need to uh, feel and touch and see the environment for yourself. See it with your own eyes uh, and, and really talk to the employees, see what they are needing as they move forward, and see how operations look different uh, than they did, you know, pre-crisis or pre-pandemic, and really ask their feedback and and truly listen. And that is difficult, uh, depending on the senior leader and depending on the organization. If your organization was really challenged through the pandemic, and you have employees who are are perhaps upset, uh, facing those feelings and emotions on the front line, uh, could be intimidating for everyone or anyone. So, finding a way with a, I think, a proper mindset uh, to do that, with the purpose of seeking to understand that emotion and seeing what you can do differently going forward, admitting any wrongdoings or missteps. Uh, I think is key as well uh, in terms of trying to uh, emerge from the crisis and repair any relationships that need repairing.
0: You know, the the importance of trust and relationships generally are important um, within an organization, having a, a positive culture and climate, helping engage employees and so forth. But I think particularly in the midst of a crisis and emerging from a crisis, uh, it's all about um, relationships, communication, and trust. Uh, that's what everyone, because everyone's their anxiety levels are high, stress levels are high, nobody really, everything's uncertain, uncertain and nobody knows what the future holds. And nobody expects, I don't think most employees expect leaders to have all the answers, but they, what they do, hope for uh, and expect is transparency they hope for uh, and expect um, to be treated um, as adults you know treated as equals that that, uh, that their input matters that that uh, their respect that to understand that the um, leaders respect them enough to keep them in the loop and help them understand what's happening um, so so important and Despite uh, the best intentions, I think uh, a lot of times those things don't happen um, within organizations and it causes a lot of long-term problems. Um, That kind of gets us into the the related, but next step in thinking about this, and that is um, employee engagement. Because I think about how how things are handled in a crisis. I mean, there's the getting through the crisis, And you know, a a, a leader just wants to be able to keep the doors open. They want the business to stay afloat, understandably so. And there's all sorts of economic pressures and everything that they're having to deal with. um, That's immediate. That's urgent. That they have to respond to. But assuming that the organization gets through the crisis, now you're on the other side of the crisis. um, There will be a second crisis that emerges, depending on how you handled things up to that point. And if you want engaged, loyal employees, um, you have to be thinking about that during the crisis and coming out of the crisis. Otherwise, people will remember. They will remember how they were treated or missed, you know, hopefully well, but also how they might have been mistreated. Um, and they'll remember those gaps. And that could have um, detrimental impacts in the long-term sustainability of the organization in attracting and retaining uh, and engaging top talent. Um, can you speak a little bit more to that and talk about how senior leaders can Im- improve employee engagement in organizations, particularly in this kind of pandemic environment?
1: I, I think, uh, so I just wanna comment on all of your your thoughts. I think those are incredible uh, Thoughts that need to be considered by senior leaders going forward. You're right, everyone's kind of just trying to get through the, the pandemic now and uh, you do what you can to get through it. And you know, we'll kind of put everything else on hold and deal with it after we kind of emerge from it. And now's the time to be thinking about what things look like after the dust settles. And depending on how you've handled the, the pandemic, how prepared you were, uh, how honest you were with staff around that preparedness. Um, you know, budgetary decisions, if you're in healthcare, were made to uh, not have the appropriate stockpiles on hand. I think that's a reality for most organizations. And every year that probably would have paid off for you not to spend those dollars on that stockpile. This year, obviously, was an anomaly. So I think that needs to be kind of said and be honest about it. And I think most folks would understand that. Depending on what you've done and how you've handled it, I think there's different approaches to emerging from pandemic uh, or any crisis with respect to employee engagement. I think uh, senior leaders need to think about a few things. One is the mental health of their organization. So depending on what they went through and what individuals within their own Uh, organization went through at their own homes, I think that needs to be taken into consideration. So an approach in uh, New York City looks different than here in Oklahoma, and it does probably in Utah or Michigan. So there's lots of dynamics that need to be uh, taken into account, but mental health definitely needs to be looked into, uh, whether you're dealing in healthcare uh, at the front lines uh, with uh, sick patients. Or you're an employer that's furloughed staff and there's a huge mental health impact with respect to uh, that uh, dynamic. So I think that needs to be looked at. So factoring in mental health as you move forward is important. I think asking employees uh, what is meaningful to them now? What do they value? So, you know, each organization has a recognition strategy. Uh, employee engagement, you know, that's one of the drivers of employee engagement. What looks like uh, valuable recognition today looks uh, very different than it did pre-COVID. Uh, so I think that needs to be taken into consideration. Uh, you know, the mission of an organization looks different coming out of, uh, out of coronavirus. Uh, and so how do you connect those dots now from your old mission to the new mission to the role of the employee that may or may look different? So I think that needs to be considered. And then just having, as I mentioned earlier, a really good sense as to what the reality is at the front line and engaging employees in what your new routines look like, what your new normal looks like, what the new setup looks like. So instead of just making decisions absent of the reality of employees on the front line and absent of their feedback, I think would be just adding fuel to the fire with respect to uh, any cultural implications. So I think those are a few things senior leaders Need to consider in addition to all the other competing pressures they have going on uh, which I know is a lot having been in uh, their shoes in the past uh, to have to balance and you know my feedback regarding how do you fit all that in because that takes time to talk to employees see the reality ask for feedback incorporate their feedback communicate that feedback and decision making when you've got those competing financial pressures you've got stakeholders you're accountable to you've got lost market share to recoup So how do you balance all of that? And um, what's worked for me is really around keeping the focus on the work to do, which is that connection with your employee. I think everything flows from that. If you're engaging your employees and seeing the reality, I think most things fall into place after that. Doesn't make it effortless, but it certainly makes it easier versus doing all the rework by making decisions in isolation of what your employees are feeling and thinking
0: the challenge of juggling and balancing all of these facets for an organizational leader can can be just completely overwhelming um and i'm i'm not sure what the answer to that is um because on the one hand you know we're saying yeah you need to you know do all, meet all of the um the obligations that you have and respond to all the 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 urgent demands of stakeholders from a variety of different areas, but then you still need to be strategic, and you need to look into the future, and you need to consider how what you're doing now will impact your workforce. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the importance of considering our people as one of our greatest assets. Um, I think about um, all the assets that a company has at its disposable at, at its disposal to, to provide products and services for consumers. And, you know, we think about uh, all the typical types of, you know, financial assets, planned equipment, property, um, intellectual property, all these different types of assets um, that organizations have. And sometimes, particularly in in downward financial times, um, focusing on the people asset can be a challenge, um, but it's absolutely necessary. Um, Coming back to, with that in mind, and then coming back to this idea of, transparency, openness, trust uh, and engaging employees during a pandemic response. Um, Maybe you could speak for just a couple minutes about uh, how senior leaders can work to authentically connect with their employees to really help them uh, to to build that trust and to help them feel um, like they are being seen and heard.
1: I think authentic connections probably the most important uh, attribute or leadership trait a senior leader can have. And at times it can be really hard. Um, Authentic connection or authentic communication really means stepping into that space to seek to understand and truly listen and value the opinion of your frontline employees. And senior leaders can go a long time without having a meaningful interface with frontline employees uh and dealing with stakeholders board members um you know important customers your vps or senior leadership team is very different than being on the front line in the space of an employee and listening seeking to understand being interested and not being there to have all the answers and share all your wisdom or defend perhaps what the perspective of employees is That takes a lot of mindset work, I think, going in to have the right mindset uh, that you're there to provide value by listening uh, and hearing, not judging, and not defending. And what you're going to hear is what's so for those employees. It doesn't make it perhaps right. It doesn't make it wrong. It just is what their perspective is. And a senior leader being able to sit in that space and listen and ask those questions and Include feedback I think is is critical and that is authentic uh, connection uh, and authentic communication when you are listening and genuinely caring what the human being across from you is having to say. And you know, some senior leaders do a wonderful job uh, and some senior leaders aren't comfortable with, uh, with that um, and feel that they'll be attacked on the front lines or need to defend their decisions and need to educate and inform what the perspective is. And those are all natural emotions. I've had them, I've been there. Uh, I've worked on myself throughout my 15 years of trying to do just that, authentically connect. And yeah, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I walk away and have to really reflect on how I showed up in that time and do better in my next connection.
0: Yeah, and and we're never gonna get it perfect, uh, especially in really difficult times. So I, I think the best we can do is be intentional about it, be self-reflective like you just said, put our best foot forward. And I think as long as we're authentic and sincere that people will give us the benefit of the doubt as we've as we've developed relationships with our people, they, they they know, they they recognize the difficulties and the stress and strain on, on executives. Um, they want to give benefit of the doubt, I believe. Um, and I so as long as we're, we're, we're doing the best are giving our best effort. I, I think that's as much as anyone could ask. And uh, and it, it will bear fruit in the long term.
1: I absolutely agree. And I think when senior leaders choose to avoid that um, connection, I think that's where employees really get um, hurt and upset. And you see so much more uh, anger uh, when senior leaders avoid versus get in that uncomfortable space and listen. And employees my experience and I've had to, in my career, cross picket lines of angry employees and angry community members and face them in town halls uh, amidst difficult situations. As much as I did not want to show up in some of those spaces, you know, the right mindset uh, was to do that and listen, and listen to their experience. You know, Decisions as senior leaders we have to make are, are challenging and um, having to sit with the consequences of those decisions and explain them and see the humanness and the impact of those decisions is our work to do it's not pleasant all the time but the respect you gain and the trust you gained from those employees when admits those difficult decisions you're there listening hearing and honoring those emotions uh, i think is i think it pays off in spades
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, Shona, we're about out of time. Uh, It's really, truly been a pleasure talking with you. Uh, Before we close, perhaps uh, you could take a minute and just share with the listeners how they can connect with you and learn more about what you do.
1: Yep, great. It's been my pleasure today as well. Uh, My website, www.shonaelliot.org, has uh, the information to reach me. I I do offer right now uh, an opportunity to speak with me at no charge to see how I can best serve you or just help out with respect to your current situation. So kind of like an advisement session, I would call it. Uh, my book is available on Amazon and, uh, or you can just email me. My email is on my website as well. I'm happy to send a free copy.
0: Wonderful. Well, uh, again, thank you so much. I encourage my uh, listeners to reach out to you and learn more about you and connect. Um, I hope that, uh, things continue to go well for you and I wish you a great day and rest of your week.
1: Same here. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you.